people are going to say, look, I want a 1,500 or 2,000 square foot house with a yard at a reasonable price that's well constructed and that's in a growth area. You know, food everywhere has gotten better. Entertainment options everywhere in the cross country has gotten better. So now, I mean, the same way in the stock market, you look for value before everyone else sees it. I think the value in fast growth, you know, semi-metropolitan and metropolitan areas that are smaller in particular is just going to boom. What would your life look like if you could replace all of your working income with simple and conservative investments that could do it for you? Over the last 13 years, we've helped thousands of clients transact over half a billion dollars in simple and conservative real estate transactions, allowing them to begin replacing their work income with real estate investment income. Each week, we'll be pulling back the curtain on the ins and outs of real-time retirement-based real estate transactions that will transform your financial future, even if you have no real estate experience. This is Replace Your Income with me, Kevin Clayson. And Steve Earle. Hello, everybody. Kevin Clayson here, and this is Replace Your Income with me and nobody else because Steve Earl is not here because this is not a normal, typical episode. So back in November, we did an interview with somebody who since that time has become unbelievably famous. Well, and if they aren't famous yet, they're about to be unbelievably famous. And this is somebody who's actually one of our clients, who's one of the busiest humans on the planet, who is investing in real estate the right way. And for that precise reason, we're going to call this episode the definitive real estate answer for really busy people. Now, I was on a uh, I was on a webinar recently, and on that webinar, I was at, we were presenting to like I don't know 500 people or something like that. And I kept getting these questions. We were talking about real estate. We were talking about investment real estate and how to make investment real estate as easy as possible. And and I kept getting the question, which was this. Well, why can't I just do this on my own? And my response on the webinar is the response that I would give you, which is there is nothing stopping you from doing this on your own. So this particular webinar I was invited to be on, um, it was actually a webinar with you guys. uh, If you've listened to the other episodes, Don Pendleton from the Protect Wealth Group had me on this massive asset protection uh, summit. And in talking about real estate and the necessity of real estate and kind of what's happening in the market currently, we were just talking about some of the solutions. And the question kept coming up, okay, you guys sound like a great company, but why do I need to use you? And and you, look, you guys have been listening to the podcast. You know that we are here to provide value and share information with you that could be beneficial whether you're working with our company or not. But when somebody asks me that question, hey, why do I? Why can't I just do this on my own? My response is always the same. You absolutely can. The question becomes, what's the opportunity cost if you do? Now, here's what we mean by that, right? And, the, and you'll understand why I'm saying this when I introduce our guest here in a second. So if you're gonna go and do real estate on your own, right? You've gotta find the kind of real estate, find the right market, do the proper research, figure out how you're gonna get the financing, figure out what price point you need to be in, make sure it's in a good neighborhood, find somebody that can find you the property, do the rehab on the property, get it insured for you, get it rented out. Do You know all the things that you've gotta do if you were to do this on your own. Everybody is capable, it's just a question of, do I wanna minimize my time, effort, and risk and maximize my potential return because I'm busy? Or do I want to become more busy? Do I want to be even more busy than I am right now to take real estate on as a second job? The whole premise behind Done For You Real Estate and what we've tried to create and what Steve and I talk about here on the Replace Your Income 
podcast is this concept that real estate investing can be made easy and it can be made easy for somebody that's super duper busy if you have somebody else that's an expert in all of these areas do the vast majority of the heavy lifting for you. Now, why is that? Why does that even matter to this episode? So back in November, we interviewed a guest by the name of Buck Sexton. Now, if you don't know who Buck Sexton is, he was just named as the replacement on the Rush Limbaugh show. So regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, I don't care what your political persuasion is, makes no difference to me. Rush Limbaugh had the largest radio show in the entire nation. Well, Rush Limbaugh passed away, and which was too bad for people that were Rush fans. It was really hard for him. And there's been this lingering question of who's going to step in and who's going to take up the mantle. Well, it was announced just a couple weeks ago that Buck Sexton, who previously has been on this podcast, who has his own podcast and radio show, nationally syndicated radio show and television show on the first TV and is a frequent guest on television and news programs and Fox News and CNN and and uh, you know Bill Maher, whatever that show's called on HBO, th- this guy is stepping in and taking on the mantle of Rush Limbaugh along with his new co-host, Clay Travis, who comes from the sports broadcasting arena. But these guys are going to do a show, and I think it's going to be fire. I think it's going to be awesome. But here's what's cool. So you look at Buck Sexton, and again, we, we don't have a political discussion in this interview, okay? That's not what this is about. We did this interview initially back right before the election just to kind of get his take. There's not election information in this episode. We've recut it. We've re uh, put it together so that you can hear quite simply the answer to this question. What is the best real estate solution for really, really busy people? Buck currently has five hours of original programming, plus everything that leads into the original programming, plus running his website and the blog and writing articles and showing up on television shows and other people. He is so busy. And so the whole purpose of this episode is to remind you of this right here. If you are busy, if you are good at what you do, if you are not looking to become an expert in an entirely different field, if you are not wanting a separate part-time job or even full-time job with real estate, but you are saying, look, I wanna be part of the solution to this crazy institutional buyer environment that's happening. There's all this institutional money that's moving in. Steve and I will do an episode on this. It's really hard for the average person to break into being a real estate investor right now if you're doing it all on your own and you don't have a team, and you don't have a whole army behind you, and if you're gonna go do real estate because we know inflation's coming, we know that they may tinker with the currency, we know all the things that we know, but we know that real estate is a solution. So if you want real estate as part of that solution, but you're really busy and you're not looking to take on another job, then one of the best ways, one of the best things you could do is you go and work with a company that could do the vast majority of the heavy lifting for you and that is an expert in their field. So you don't have to be the expert. You stay good at what you're good at and you let them take it from there. So in this episode, as you listen to Steve and I talk to who is now the infamous Buck Sexton, (laughs) listen to some of what he talks about when it comes to the solution that's available to someone like him that's incredibly busy. And and ask yourself the question, would a done for you or a, we don't really consider our company a turnkey company, I guess it's, it's in that ballpark, but would a provider 
a service provider, a turnkey provider, a done-for-you real estate company be a good solution for you to add to your real estate portfolio, grow your overall financial picture without you having to take on a ton of extra time, a ton of extra work, a ton of extra risk, and a ton of extra headache. And if so, then maybe it's time to jump in. And if you're already in, maybe it's time to go get another one. And if you're doing just great, then I hope you enjoy this episode with who is now the very famous Buck Sexton as he was on the Replace Your Income podcast with Steve Earle and myself. And he's one of our awesome friends and clients. And I hope you enjoy this amazing episode. So for now, I'll let you listen to Buck and we'll talk to you real soon. See ya. All right, everybody, welcome to Replace Your Income with me, Kevin Clayson, and my man, Steve Earl. Steve, I see you over there. How you doing, man? Doing great. Glad to be here. We are so excited for this episode. We have an incredible guest today. This is someone that you guys, I'm here to tell you, he is kind of one of my heroes. Not kind of, he is one of my heroes. He is a conservative political commentator. He has a nationally syndicated radio show. You've probably seen him on Fox News. He has his own original television show that's coming up on the first TV. He has a wildly popular podcast. This is a man who has been in the Oval Office with President Trump himself. He has an incredible following on Twitter and social media. He is one of the most intelligent political commentators you will ever hear. He is wonderfully fascinating. He is incredibly entertaining. And he is just plain smart. He is sharp as a whip. His name is Buck Sexton. He's a former CIA analyst. And he's somebody that if you don't know him after today, you will be listening to him every single day because he is incredible. He also happens to be a done-for-you real estate client and a friend. And it is with tremendous pleasure that I get to introduce to you my friend, the amazing Buck Sexton. What's up, buddy? It was with tremendous pleasure that I heard that introduction. Can, can you do all of my introductions? Yep. I just have you like hang out. You, you come around with me and someone says, who is this guy? I'm like, my man, Kevin's got it. Kevin? <laughs> yes, I will do it. I, uh, I will uh, wherever you go, Buck, I'll move to New York and I'll be your introducer. That's uh, I think it's a good idea. Let's uh, let's make it happen. Absolutely. And Steve, it's funny you said straight chill. Steve always seems chill. <laughs> Steve is, he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just doesn't use the word chilling, but he's yeah. always chill. <laughs> I, I, I like to uh, hang back and sit back and uh, kind of see what's going on around me. That's for sure. <laughs> now, I, I just got to tell you, everybody. Now, if you are a Buck Sexton listener, I just want you to know that the man that you hear on the radio and on the podcast is truly the man that you're going to hear from today. He is every bit as genuine as he sounds on his podcast. I've known a good number of celebrities, met a good number of celebrities and personalities that are very public. And it is not always the case that the persona that they kind of project out to the world is who they really are in real life. Buck is 100% this incredible, genuine guy. He is a patriot through and through. And Buck, I am well, so Do you remember, real quick, we, uh, we went out to uh, New York at the beginning of this past year before the pandemic hit. And so we went to the iHeart Studios and we spent about an hour with Buck and we really didn't know what to expect. But we both left there kind of saying, he's like, is this guy like the real deal? It's like, he is like so down to earth and genuine. And he was like, actually interested in us and who we were and what we were doing. And it was kind of the opposite of many experiences that I've had with people of, of notoriety. So it, it was super refreshing. It, it really was awesome 
And uh, it's pretty cool to to see this relationship really blossom over the last year or so. Well, thank you, guys. I think your audience should know that you guys were, this was in the context of making a partnership for my radio show, and you didn't even get all the way through just explaining to me what the product was before I was like, I think I want to do this. And <laughs> I have now. Yes. I know what we're talking about. I have done this. So it was, uh, it was ready to rock from day one. Well, which is so awesome. And that's one of the things that I love. You know, when we started to talk to you about real estate and what we do, you've been in for it. You know, you said, hey, look, you guys sponsor my show. I want to support the people who support me. I need real estate in my life. And so I'd love to work with you guys. And you did. You just completed your first transaction with us. And now you've even got, you know, family members that are considering doing real estate as well. And so I kind of wanted to just let, let's just lead off with this. Buck, why was it that from the get-go, when you started to hear us talking about real estate or, and maybe you thought about real estate in the past, I don't know, but what was it that made you say, look, I need real estate in my life. I want to do this as well. Well, you know, I've become more of an investor in general in the last 10 years. You know, when you're in the government, as I was on a government salary, it's very hard to kind of pull together even enough money to, to get started. So that was early on, but I've been in media now for about 10 years. And I've always had a, a very basic philosophy, which is not something that I've come up with. If it's something you hear, I think Warren Buffett even has variations of this, but I want to bet on America, right? That's, that's my approach. And that's actually been my approach even, for example, with the stocks that I invest in during the pandemic. I'm not selling anything, anything, anything that I think is a good company, I'm holding on to all the way through, no panic, no nothing, because I'm betting on America. Because if America doesn't work, you know, if, if that's as an idea, not the direction, then I don't want, I, I feel like we're all going to be losing. So what difference does it make? And real estate for me is the same, the same basic idea. I mean, with your, with the expertise that you guys brought to it, and also just the way that you really explain how this, this builds over time, this requires patience, it requires diligence. Uh, you know, whenever someone tells me we can achieve something, but there's a discipline to it and there's a method to it, and you got to stay with that, I want to listen. When someone tells me, oh, you know, here, click on this and invest in this and you'll make a 10,000% return in, you know, less than six months. I'm like, all right. And by the way, as you guys know, there's a ton of that stuff out there in stocks and real estate all over the place. So when I, when I got my first sense of, of what your philosophy was, for me, it's, this is betting on America because you're going for you know, single family homes in cities that are great markets that are expanding where people are doing well. And this is really their first piece of the American dream. And I remember what it's like when I rented my first apartment and go through that whole process. And now for folks to be on the end of it where you're seeing, yeah, the, over time, the appreciation that you'll get from a home in a good area and the long-term strategic play here in cities that are going to grow, it just feels like this was, this was a smart play to me based on the philosophy you guys outlined. And so that's how I got in. By the way, my brother is closing on a done-for-you house in the next few weeks. My other brother is about to pick his done-for-you house. So yes, indeed, we got a whole... The whole Sexton crew, the Sexton brothers are very much getting in the game. I love it. That's awesome. You guys can't see me on video, but I'm raising the roof, which is a thing nobody does nearly enough anymore. I feel like we should oh, all be raising Macarena. the roof. It had its moment, but then all of a sudden it disappeared. Trust me, <laughs> yes. do the Macarena. <laughs> oh, I can do me some Macarena, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, Buck, that is awesome. Thank you so much for that. And I got to tell you, We've advertised with people in the past. We've supported people's shows and missions in the past, but it is so rare that there's any reciprocity. 
And I just think it speaks to your character. And, and you're right, it is betting on America. You know, that's why we do this kind of real estate because this idea of simple and conservative real estate in some of the best markets in the, in the country and where we can take our expertise and do the work so you don't have to, you can stay doing you, right? You, you have this incredible podcast and this television show and you are a media giant and that's what you do. You don't need to be going out and, you know, sitting at the steps of the courthouse and trying to you know buy a property on auction and then having to go figure it out and that's really what this podcast is about too right how do we help people know how they can begin replacing their income one property at a time and steve i know you know you and i talk all the time about how much we believe in america how much we believe in americans that it's largely that middle income middle class hardworking type of folk that we are working with to help them transform their financial lives and it's because we believe in america and it's because we believe in what this can represent for people's financial future. And I know just before we got on, Steve, we were kind of talking a little bit about what we love about real estate and how that plays in to kind of this American ideal. And I wonder if you would maybe kind of share that because I, I think it's a great conversation to have. Yeah, sure. And, and I'll, I'll kind of like close it. It's kind of a question for, for Buck that, he, you know, maybe he can kind of elaborate his thoughts on. But, you know, one of the reasons why real estate investing is so attractive to me, although, you know, I can't control market conditions. I always have multiple options and choices as to what I can do with my real estate investments in order to find, you know, its highest and best use. So I'm always the decision maker, right? I pretty much get to control my destiny, whether I sell the property, whether I rent it, I can refinance it, I can subdivide it. I can even tear it down and grow a garden. I could donate it. I can rent to own it. You know, there's just a myriad of different possible choices depending on what the market conditions are telling. So to me, real estate is like a great analogy for our amazing country. Like this country gives me choices and opportunities every single day. And, you know, I get to try and make the most of those opportunities. I think now people are understanding that with the amount of remote work that can be done and the increase in productivity, I mean, even for me, I do five hours of radio a day. I'm about to add an hour of TV on top of that. That's six hours. Can you imagine if I had a 45 minute each way or an hour commute each way? I mean, I, I wouldn't, I just would have no time for anything, no life. It would just be a total mess. And there are so many other people I know who now are able to be more productive and they don't have to do that commute. Why do people, I grew up in New York City. Why do people live in New York City? Yeah, they have attachment to it. Most New Yorkers will say the Broadway shows, the museums, and to be honest with you, they go to Broadway shows once every three years and museums, you know, once every five. I mean, it's really, that's a perception thing. They live in New York because this is where the jobs are. Uh, this is where the opportunity is for them. Well, that's all changing now. And so that's why when you guys, you know, the specialization that you have in these different markets uh, that you look at as part of done for you, and you're looking at these single family homes, people now recognize that their home, especially is, is now more than ever, is more likely to be a place where at least one or both, you know, if, if it's a married couple, let's say one or both adults may be working from home. So having that space, not being on top of each other in an apartment, I think becomes a lot more attractive. Moving out of high tax states, another huge factor we're going to see here. So you don't have to be in places like New York City or San Francisco anymore. And that's not changing. I mean, whether COVID disappeared tomorrow, which would be great, but it's not going to happen. But whenever COVID does, fade out, you'll still have people who realize I'd rather live in a place where I get more for my money, where I pay zero income tax. And this is going to, this isn't a little thing. This is resulting in massive demographic, cultural, and social change all across America right now. I mean, the ones that you see 
are the emptying out of New York City, mostly to Florida, but also to the Carolinas, to Texas. I'm sure people even make it out to Utah, where you guys are. I know Californians are fleeing in droves for Nevada and for Utah and for Texas, particularly Austin, Texas. So that's already, and Idaho now gets a lot of transplants, too. This dynamic is occurring because of technology, because of all this change, and what it means for the real estate market, I think, is also massive because the, the perceived value of very, very dense housing that where you're paying a tremendous amount for square footage with no yard, you know, no amenities, no pool, you're just sort of all packed in on top of each other. That's for the convenience of how the distance to your job in the cities. It's not because you need that in order to live. And so this is why I think single family homes and growth areas are just going to be even more attractive in 10 years than they are right now. Well, Buck, I have, I have to tell you, so my my son is an attorney in downtown New York, but he's living and working from Utah right now. And his wife is getting earning her master's at Columbia University in the moment, but she's taking all of her classes remotely. So, so I mean, I mean, you share something that I'm feeling, you know, right in right here where where my own children are experiencing that exactly to the point where they actually just bought a home here in Utah. They don't know how long they're going to be doing this virtual commute, but it's just amazing that, and this law firm, they haven't skipped a beat. They have hardly anybody coming into the office and, and they are as or more productive today than they were, you know, a year ago when, when the whole pandemic hit. And I think that's only going to increase because look, if this had happened, even let's say 15 years ago, broadband speeds weren't high enough to do video calls and the the kinds of of human exchange you can do via the internet now you know that that being able to see someone's face being able to have those it's not quite the same as sitting next to them but it's it's pretty close and especially depending on the kind of meeting we're really talking about it it, it suffices and when you add you know not having to get on a plane i mean I, I remember times when i had to you know to go meet with a client i had to fly out to california and had to do that whole thing if someone's telling you that you can sit, you know, let's say theoretically not in your pajamas, but you know, you can do kind of a party below with the pajamas and business up top with like a suit jacket and a, you know, a button down or whatever. You can sit in your living room and have a visual, you know, visual connectivity with somebody, or you can get on, go to the airport, get on a plane for five hours for a 45 minute meeting and you add the expense and all. I mean, this, so work is changing is, is my, my bottom, the, the way we work in this country has changed forever and that's not going back. Now we have to think about the way we live. And I'm a born and raised New Yorker. I'm somebody who was used to, I had two brothers. We shared one room growing up. We had a trundle bed. I don't even know how many people know what that is. It's a bunk bed with a little bed underneath it. You pull out and we all had little pajamas, you know, the three boys with little feet in them and like Star Wars PJs. And we made it work in one bedroom in New York City. But, you know, we want, my parents wanted to be here. My dad was a stockbroker. And, you know, there were, there were reasons why you had to be here. As those reasons dissipate, People are going to say, look, I want a 1,500 or 2,000 square foot house with a yard at a reasonable price that's well constructed and that's in a growth area. You know, food everywhere has gotten better. Entertainment options everywhere in the cross country has gotten better. So now, I mean, the same way in the stock market, you look for value before everyone else sees it. I think the value in fast growth, you know, semi-metropolitan and metropolitan areas that are smaller in particular, is just going to boom. I mean, you're already starting to see it, but it's not going to stop. I think people think the trend is just a COVID thing, and it's really not. 
Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, right, I think that there's this love of free market principles, right? And and a lot of what we, we do, we see a ton of Californians that come here to Utah. Utah's a business-friendly state. Utah is a pretty tax-friendly state, you know, in some ways. And I like my parents moved here from California because it just got to be too much, right? Like it was different to be in California when you, you know, in the 60s and 70s and even the 80s, even in the 90s when I was growing up and going to high school, it was different than it is today. I mean, they almost felt like they didn't fit in California anymore. So they came here and they were able to sell this expensive property that has high property taxes in California, come to Utah, buy a home that is much nicer, much newer, gives them everything that they need. And then they're in an environment where frankly, they feel more comfortable. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing more and more. We just hired a guy from California to work on in our mortgage company. And I, you know, I don't think he ever thought about living in Utah, but when he started to research it, when he started to take a look, he went, holy cow, this is awesome. You know, and I just want to say for the record, Buck, when you are ready to move to Utah, we're going to find you an awesome place, man. Just know that. I appreciate you know, When that. you are ready. I've uh, only been to Utah once. and It was for Man of the Moon with Glenn Beck when I worked for Glenn years ago. I was and there. I, there were so many people there who were so nice to me. It was like the, yeah. the happiest thing. I've never had so many people come up to me who were so pleased to see me because they were they were fans of, of my work at The Blaze. So my my only memory of Utah is like, it's like Shangri-La or Nirvana or something. It's walking around with everyone like, oh my gosh, Buck, great to see you. I've never had that anywhere else in my life. So I love it. But, <laughs> Wait, uh, you, don't, you don't get that? You don't get that in Manhattan as no, you're walking down the street? <laughs> no. I mean, if it's a cop or a construction worker, I know I'm good to go. They're like, hey, Buck, good to see you, buddy. You know, I know I'm solid because they're on my team. But if it's somebody in like a business suit or who has kind of Brooklyn hipstery facial hair and some tattoos. I don't know. They might have seen me on Bill Maher and not a, not like the the product so much. I can put it <laughs> that way. But but no. But I mean, look, right. Back to you know what what we're what we're sort of focused in on, on on this this change and everything else. I'll just say this too. You know when I was when I look at at the uh, properties and the areas you guys specialize in. Uh, one hobby of mine. I like to watch those. Uh, those house hunter shows and everything. I like that stuff. So I also just have, a, have an interest in, and I find real estate, I, I you know, some people like to shop for cars. I like looking at houses. I want to tell you, I think looking at houses is cool. And it's amazing when you see what you can get in different places. And again, it used to be for someone like me, let's say I worked in the media. If you're, if you're working in the media and you, unless you were really established, right? Like Rush Limbaugh could do his show from the moon. Like he does whatever he wants. But if you're trying to build your career and you're in the news media, you're not in, New York or DC, maybe LA, but, or, you know, or Chicago, but not really. If you're not in New York or DC, not the same thing. Now it doesn't matter. So now I can look at, you know, the average one bedroom apartment in New York City rents for something close to, you got, do you, by the way, do either of you guys know what it is off the top of your head? The average one bedroom in New York? Uh, Steve, what do you got for me? Uh, so the, uh, the one bedroom, uh, one bath apartment that my son and his wife and his three boys were going to live in. It was like $3,200 a month. Yep. It's somewhere in the, the average in Manhattan is like 3,500 to four grand a month for one bedroom, roughly, let's say 600 to 700 square feet. That's right. $4,000 a month. Is that, and that's, that, that's not even like a fancy one bedroom. Apartment. That's a nice, it's nice. That's a nice, but that's not something that's, you know, brand new construction, all the bells and whistles. When you look at, if you're renting, never mind if you're buying. 
when you look at what a four thousand dollar a month rental is in Provo or in Salt Lake or in uh, Tallahassee or in Austin or in Nashville, I mean, you just go down this list, you go, huh? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that I'm large and in charge. Five bathroom with a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the my first done for you house uh, that I bought with you guys is three times the size. The square footage is three times the size of my apartment that I live in in New York City. And I mean, what I'm paying versus what the what the rental is on a nice single family home. I mean, it would blow people's minds. You know, but you're forgetting one really important fact, which is if you buy a home like that in Orlando or one of these markets, that's a much nicer home and you're not in Manhattan, you totally miss out on all the urine smell on the subways and on the streets. You know what I mean? I mean, you're going to miss that, right? I mean, if you've never seen open, open air, broad daylight heroin usage, as I have many times over the past year, and I live in a pretty nice neighborhood in Manhattan, yeah, you're definitely, there's a little bit more... um, a little bit more salty here you know yeah. a little bit more salty uh we had we had the purge happening as i call it here in new york when the when the riots actually went through my neighborhood i woke up the next day all, all these bin, businesses windows smashed everything so so new york is a specific case this happening in san francisco too where not only is there the move out that's happening for the real estate reasons but because of progressive anti-police sentiment and just a whole lot of progressive policies across the board that have ruined cities in the past, City, cities that were once great, like Detroit, like Baltimore. These cities are ruined. I mean, they've been absolutely destroyed by bad policies. New York is at that tipping point now. And because Wall Street, the financial services sector, doesn't have to be based here anymore, the anchors that used to hold up these places in New York, L.A., San Fran, during when things got kind of bad, well, at least we have these businesses, at least we have this tax base, that's going. So the decline could be even faster which is going to push people to Orlando and to Nashville and to Austin and to Indianapolis and to Salt Lake and, to, you know, Boise. That's what's happening right now. You know, what's fascinating to me is I think about we always Steve and I always say that it's always a good time to invest in real estate if you have the ability to do so. Right. And I think we could make that case if we went back 100 years and we looked at all the different administrations and, and some good policies and some terrible policies and everything in between. Generally speaking, there's ups and there's downs, but the ups typically exceed the downs. So when you go and buy a piece of real estate, Generally speaking, that real estate, especially simple and conservative real estate, single family properties where people love to live and love to work, there is far less risk in that kind of real estate than maybe other types of investments. And it's interesting to me that during COVID, you know, Steve and I, we weren't sure what was going to happen, but we have seen that demand for housing has continued to go up for these single family residences because of this mass exodus. We've seen that, that homes are getting rented very quickly your home did your home get rented out fairly quickly uh the home that i bought with dfy fact check everybody was rented out the week that i closed okay that's pretty good yeah that's that's pretty Pretty fast i I think i owned the house for 48 hours before you guys had it rented out okay good so (laughs) demand is high right but it's interesting to me that regardless of what the economy has done. We started the company in 2007. We lived through the Great Recession and a global financial crisis. We've now sort of been able to persevere and and weather this this global pandemic business that we're dealing with. And real estate stays 
strong. And I'm just curious, is when you decided, okay, look, I've invested in stocks, I've invested in, you know, whatever y- your portfolio looks like, Buck, and I know you've got friends and, and family, you know, that, that work on Wall Street and work in banking, and I'm sure you're very diversified. But when you decided to add real estate to the portfolio, what was it about real estate specifically that made you say, okay, I have to have this as part of it. What Was it this idea that you kind of know that no matter what's going on, this type of real estate seems to be consistent and grow over time? Or what was kind of the thought process? I know you said you yeah. look at real estate, you like real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it's an asset, right? I mean, look, a lot of what we do in the market, I mean, I could argue that uh, stocks that you can invest in, you know, Coca-Cola is not going anywhere. But I'm not giving stock advice for anybody, but I'm saying, you know, any stock that you might invest in, you own a piece of a company, but especially if you get into the more speculative side of things, you know, who knows, right? I've lost, I've invested in biotechs and lost every dollar that I invested. That's happened before. Real estate is an asset, right? It's an actual asset that, as Steve pointed out, there's multiple use for, there are things you can do. And, and even, I mean, I thought about this and I've talked to my brothers as well. Some of the markets you guys uh, work in and, and where I bought the DFY house, you know, you could always also say, look, I'm going to go live in my, I'm going to go live in my house for a while. You know, I mean, if you have 10 of them, that might be a little bit harder, but if you've got one or two investment properties, if things get tough, you always do have that as a fallback option, but there are many other options you have to, to keep it going. And I'll tell you, you know, the two investment decisions, the real investment decisions I've made this year that take this into account, gold, actual hard asset and real estate. So those are two things that I look at now. You talk about a diversified portfolio. Because I think you have to worry about the future of the dollar. I think you have to worry about what the Fed printing trillions of dollars is going to do. And look, if we hit an inflationary period where you've got, you know, 5%, 7%, whatever the inflation may be, well, rents will keep up with that, right? So rents keep you protected in a sense because that you can, you can raise it over time. Whereas if you're just sitting with money in a bank account, and I'm a relatively young guy, I know I'm losing the money that I have sitting in a bank account that you know is is now let's say in my first DFY house, I was losing money in my savings account based on the very low and in, official inflation rate, which I think they play games with. But that's a whole other com. I'm not going to go full Ron Paul on you guys now, but that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. Um, but that's why. And so it's diversity, it's hard asset, and it's it's really I view as as a hedge against inflation over the long term. I love that. So. <laughs> Buck, I, I feel like we could talk to you for ages because I just love to hear you talk, which is why I listen to like two hours of your podcast every day. Um, but I, I as we kind of come to it, I, I don't want to, you're the busiest guy ever. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. And so as we're wrapping up the episode, Buck, you are a patriot through and through. I know Steve and I are so thankful to be able to call you a friend, to be able to work with you on the real estate side, to be able to support uh, your incredible show and to be able to be one of your sponsors on your television program and on your radio program because we believe in the Buckster and we believe in everything that you do and everything that you represent. And I, I want to just raise my hand and say, I am proud to be in this fight with you. I know Steve is as well. And to our Replace Your Income listeners, you guys, you know, Steve and I are never gonna sugarcoat. We're gonna just call it like we see it. We maybe see the the world through a different set of lenses than other people, but that served us well and it served our clients well. We are not here because we have an agenda outside of leaving you better off than we found you. That's the idea behind the real estate that we do, behind the company that we've built, behind the partnerships that we established like with Buck Sexton. 
My friends, we love you. We are so thankful for you. If you want to see more of DFY and Buck Sexton joining arms and joining hands and working together, you can go to dfy-realestate.com slash buck. If you are hearing this podcast for the first time because maybe you heard Buck Sexton was on it and you wanted to listen, go to dfy-realestate.com slash buck to learn a little bit more. Everybody should go to bucksexton.com, follow this man on Twitter and Instagram, and make sure that you tune into the Buck Sexton radio program. We've got a lot of Utah clients. He's now on KNRS here in Utah. This is somebody that you want to listen to and that will that will enlighten your mind and your life. So with that being said, Buck, I'm going to give you the last word. Any final thoughts as we wrap up? I think the country is going to be okay. <laughs> That's the best I can say right now. I wish I could tell you that I knew more than that, but we will make it through. And, and on, a, on another note, I sort of say I'm so thankful for the partnership with you guys. Uh, we, right, right from the get-go, kindred spirits in just a sense of, of integrity, honesty, patriotism, and wanting to help people and, and provide them with a product, with a service, whether it's your service or my service, what we both do respectively, that we all stand behind or proud of and think makes people's lives better. You know, you literally enrich people. I hope I enrich their understanding. <laughs> so I'm, I'm humbled and honored to be able to work with you guys. And I appreciate so much the partnership uh, with my shows. Thanks, bud. Awesome. Thank you, Buck. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Replace Your Income listeners. Please subscribe to the podcast. Go rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Share it with a friend so that we can make a difference the world over. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Take care. Thanks for joining us on Replace Your Income with Kevin and Steve. Do you want to learn more about our company, Done For You Real Estate, and to see if you qualify right now, today, to begin replacing your income with simple and conservative real estate investing done for you? Visit dfy-intro.com. Click the orange button, watch our super quick webinar, and fill out the little form on the right side of the page. You'll know within 60 seconds if you qualify to begin replacing your income right away. As always, please rate, review, and share the podcast with friends and family. And until next time, just remember, income replacement for you and your family may only be one property away. See you next week.